Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. All right. So we are moving on today. Um, If you backtrack a couple weeks ago, we talked about Dear Man, which is the first really big. yeah, Yeah. The first acronym and the first really big interpersonal effectiveness skill that DBT talks about. And now we're moving on to part two of three with the big skills. They're all acronyms, mind you. Um, And this week's acronym is GIVE. So it winds up being eventually, dear man, give Give fast. fast. They make it into a phrase, even a phrase of acronyms. Sort of. Yeah, we don't know what it means. Dear man, um, give fast. Yeah, exactly. So give is very different than dear man. Um, Give is, I don't know, kind of what it sounds like with the acronym itself, which is that you are giving um, (laughs) to other people in a way. Because give is all about building relationships with other people or repairing relationships when a rift has happened. Give can be used for lots of different situations. Dear man, like we talked about in that episode, is really just used for when you want to make a request. This is how you ask for the thing that you want. And give is about making sure that your relationships stay healthy, I guess is one way to put it. Um, Stay connected. Stay. (laughs) Well, it's also how to like build new relationships, right? Yeah. And it helps with that too. Yep. If you're just getting to know somebody, give skills are your friend. (laughs) Um, Whether Uh it's a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship. Yes. They will help you. They will be your friend as you make friends. Um, (laughs) And I also think about give being really important as well. If you're trying to like apologize to someone, if something has gone awry and you're wanting to fix it, make it better, give skills can really come in handy there too. So give can be used for any type of situation where the center of the interaction is wanting to focus on the relationship. So this isn't focusing on objectives like it was with Dear Man. This is focusing on the relationship itself to have. I also think, I mean, part of it is like things to literally do or not do. But also, it's a very much a way of being kind of thing, yes, I feel like. it very is. much is. I kind of feel like give is the default, <laughs> in a way, ideally, <laughs> when it comes to our interactions with people. Not Ideally. Not <laughs> ideally, right. And some parts of the give might be more emphasized than other parts, right? You might not always be the g stands for gentle by the way we're gonna get to that in a moment you might not always be being gentle with people at every interaction but oh and there's a siren going past me of course Uh, there is it just happens it's okay (laughs) every Um, podcast recording i swear i don't hear them as often when we're not recording but probably because i don't care it's like they know all right they know they're watching us no they're not quite that 1984 yet no 
thank goodness. Um, but it may just be that, you know, in most of your interactions with people, if the focus is not on making a request or if the focus is not on, you know, asserting your values, which is what we're going to get to when we talk about the fast skill, mm-hmm. probably most of your interactions are just centered around the relationship, enjoying each other's company, having fun together, listening to each other, um, this is probably going to be where you default to most of the time, even though how it may look for one person practicing give could look very different than someone else just based off of our personalities and what fits for each person and, and that kind of a thing. But the whole intention of it is that you are building up the relationship with that other person. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Anything else to add into what it is before we get going with it, Kate? No, I don't think so. I think you covered it pretty well. Cool. All right, so you get to start first with the G. I get to start with, well, with the sort of G. Oh, I just thought of one other thing. Oh, This is probably important. JK. Sorry, guys. Um, So with Dear Man, we emphasize that it was really important Uh, with Dear Man. You do it in order. First the D, then the E, then the A, (laughs) then the R. Give, you can do, it's not like that. Give, it's like creating a gestalt, you just do it. It's all together. All it's once. all together. You're probably going to be doing all of these things all at oh, once. Yeah. It's not even really like the DBT buffet <laughs> that we talk about with accepts or improve. It's not like you're no, going to be like... These aren't distinct. Yeah, they're not distinct. They all mesh together and overlap. It's like a way a of being, right? Right. Yep. It's just a way of moving through the world or a conversation or an interaction or whatever. Yep. Exactly. So think about it very differently than with Dear Man, because Dear Man was very step-by-step. Give is very much just try to be more or less all of these things at once as best you can. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Now I'm ready. Now you're ready? Now I'm ready. Nothing else. Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) So in true DBT form, the G stands with a B. Um... So, the G stands for gentle, but of course, uh, DBT wants you to be gentle. So, you know, the B and anyway, I think that's funny. They can't, they always screw up their own acronyms. It's hilarious. Um, but, so, gentle. I will go into more detail, but I do feel like one nice overarching way to put be gentle is don't be a dick. Um, in fact, on the <laughs> Will Wheaton's Law, don't be a dick. Um, there you go. That's all I'll give. No, I'm joking. The, how do I put it? A lot of, the DBT thing goes a lot into what it isn't. So I will go through that really quick. Um, but I do want to make sure we spend a little bit of time before moving on to sort of more of like what it is, what it might look, sound, or feel like. But first, what it isn't. So being gentle, no attacks. Why do I keep saying it when there's a T in the end? That's the second time I've done that today. No attacks. There we go. Uh, No verbal or physical attacks, no hitting, clenching fists, no harassment of any kind. Uh, You can express anger directly with words, but no no attacking people. Also, no threats. If you have to describe painful consequences for not getting what you want, describe them calmly and without exaggeration. So no no manipulative statements, no hidden threats, no I'll kill myself if you, etc., etc. So you have to tolerate a no and stay in the discussion even if it gets painful. And if you're going to leave, do it gracefully. No judging. No moralizing. No, if you were a good person, you would. No, you should or you shouldn't. Uh, trying to give up a place of blame uh, for these kinds of interactions. And no sneering, right? No smirking, eye rolling, sucking teeth. 
does that even mean? I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that one means. I don't know. Now we're doing it. You guys can't see us. You can just hear us. It's I don't know what not good. All right, listeners. Seriously. In all seriousness, if you know what the hell that means, please, please email tell me. us. Yeah. Please tell us. I don't I'm trying to think of something that's like a sneering kind of action that involves somehow fucking on my teeth and I don't know what it means. Well, yeah, I don't know what time. that means. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry. No cutting off uh, someone what someone else is saying or walking away. No saying that that's stupid or don't be sad or I don't care what you say. Right. So basically, again, right. Don't don't be a dick. Don't be attacking people, threatening people, judging them or being condescending and sneering. Right. That's just not all of those are kind of the antithesis to being gentle that are also very not in line with building relationships. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all kind of like throwing bricks through the windows of your relationships rather than using bricks to build your relationships. So don't do those things. When I think of being gentle, I think of sort of the, I don't know, the stereotypical idea of being nice, right? Being kind, being soft in a way, though I think I'm very gentle and I'm also kind of loud and abrasive. So maybe that's not quite what I mean, but yeah, just be, being kind, being, being, I don't, I'm trying to use words without <laughs> stealing things from the other letters. Well, I also think what they mean, I know it's kind of hard because it does all go together so nicely. Yeah. I, I kind of think that what they mean by this being gentle sort of an idea that doesn't really have to do with the other three that we're going to talk about is it's kind of this idea of like both giving and receiving vulnerability. In a way, like when someone's being like vulnerable with you. Oh, yeah. good. Like when someone's sharing vulnerably, like don't Pete be said, a dick. Don't be a dick. Like, you know, and we're going to talk about some other stuff too, but like really, really listen to them. Really kind of metaphorically, I mean, literally, I guess if you want to, but like metaphorically, like hold them, give them space, be like a presence that they can feel really comfortable and safe with. Be a safe space. Sorry, what was that? Oh, be a safe space. Yeah, be a safe space for them in that moment. And in being that safe space, it requires a little bit of vulnerability, I think, from you as well to open yourself up to being with their vulnerability. Kind of, yeah, offering vulnerability in return. (laughs) Yeah, so it doesn't mean that you, you know, I think sometimes when we think of the word gentle, at least how I think of it, (laughs) um, with messages that I've gotten from, you know, society or whatever over the years that like being gentle is like being weak um, Uh, or being quiet. I think people associate it with those things of like, well, that means I'm going to talk to someone like this, you know, and you don't need to treat them with like kid gloves kid gloves yeah Yeah. you just need to be able to like really give them space and be a safe person for them that's what it means to be gentle it's like like you can come to me with this and i'm not gonna attack you threaten you judge you sneer at you i'm gonna just be there for you in the way that you would like me to be yeah nice cool are we ready for the i yes okay cool the i which is really an a yeah, the I, which is really nice. So the I stands for interested, but DBT says act interested. Here's the thing about acting interested. It is very nonverbal. 
<laughs> um, is basically how DBT talks about it. You can show that you are interested in someone without saying a word. And, right, the simil similarly to how I think I said it with Dear Man, where it was like, appear confident. You don't have to actually be confident or feel confident. Same thing here with interested. It says, act interested. This does not mean you have to be interested in what the other person is sharing with you. And I get it. Some people right now might be like, well, then isn't that disingenuous to act like I'm interested if I'm not really interested? But if you think about, again, the purpose of this skill, the purpose of this skill is to build, repair, or maintain relationships. And there are going to be key moments when you are getting to know somebody or when someone's been, you know, unwittingly hurt by you and you're trying to make it better <laughs> or you know you're trying to really share a moment with somebody and yeah there may be a part of you that's just like you know I am not really <laughs> I don't really care what they have to say right now but I'm at least going to act interested because that's relationship building yeah. we do or this a lot when we're getting to know people Huh? I, I would, I said, or maintaining, I don't feel like I'm giving anything away because he knows I do this, but there are certainly times, my, my husband is very into video games and so wants to talk about them with some regularity and I am not very into video games and so sometimes I am acting more interested than I am because this is a thing that's important to him yep. and our relationship is important to me. Right. So I think that's a, like a way of letting it be genuine. It's not disingenuous because I, I'm faking being interested in that thing, that topic, those words coming out of their mouth at this exact moment. Mm -hmm. But I am doing that because I am genuinely interested in the relationship. Right. right? And so it's coming from that kind of place. Yeah. Um, I mean, ideally you also, I mean, maybe you are interested and don't have a good sense of how to show that to people. So Michelle, I'm sure is going to go into that more I in a moment. Will indeed. Yeah. But right. So sometimes you're acting literally. <laughs> uh, and sometimes it's just a, here's how you can indicate your interest, I guess. Right. Okay, like right. this is an active choice on my part that even though I really couldn't care less about what video game he's playing at the moment, I am choosing to show mm -hmm. up in this way for him because this is good for our relationship. Yep. And even though we said it a little bit at the beginning, you know, I said give can be kind of a default. And, you know, you said that give is a way of being and all of that. If you have it in you and if it's in line with your personality to go through the world in this way, fantastic. Like if you just kind of <laughs> naturally default to being gentle with people and acting interested with them and all of that stuff, that's fantastic. This can also be a very time limited skill. <laughs> you know, you don't have yep. to always act interested in whatever someone is saying to you. But if you can tell this is a moment where it's really important to them that I show up in this way, okay, I'm going to act interested for the next 10 minutes while they talk to me about this thing. And then when the conversation ends, I'm going to go about my day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that kind of a thing. Um, so what does it mean to act interested? Basically, you you show this a lot through your body language. Um, I, I can't say with certainty that everyone's experienced this, but I know I have many times where 
you can tell someone's not really interested in what you're saying because they are not looking at you. They seem distracted. <laughs> they may be interrupting or talking over you, or they just may, you know, ask you to repeat what you said or <laughs> whatever it is. There are all these signs that can indicate to us, oh, this person isn't really interested in what I'm saying. They're not really listening to me. Yep. Um, and likewise, on the flip side of that, there can be some pretty clear signs when we can tell that someone is really interested in what we're having to say. Or, again, they're at least appearing interested. They're, you know, maybe they're nodding along as we're talking. You know, they're um, responding to what we're saying. Um, they're keeping good eye contact with us if, again, that's, you know, culturally appropriate and things like that. Maybe their body language is a little more open. Maybe they're leaning toward us a little bit. You know, we can tell that they're really focused on us. And that feels good. Um, the other thing that we say about give as a whole sometimes that I did forget to mention at the beginning is that sometimes this is like channeling your inner therapist. Oh. <laughs> like if any of you have a therapist out there, um, I really hope that you're getting this from your therapist. If you're not, maybe look for a new one. But, um, you know, these are all things that w Kate and I do as therapists really all day oh, long with day. people. <laughs> yep. um, we show in our body language, it's really important to show that we are interested in what our clients are sharing with us. We can be saying all the right things, but if our body language is indicating that we're bored or tired or not really tracking, then the other person isn't going to feel good sharing with us. So these are all things to do when you're acting interested in what the other person is saying is to listen to the other person's point of view, face them, maintain eye contact, lean towards them, make sure you're not like crossing your arms or accidentally like kind of leaning away, making sure you're not interrupting or talking over them. Um, and it also says though, I don't, I don't know how much this really applies to what I was just saying. So this is a little separate, but it says be sensitive to the person's wish to have the discussion at a later time and be patient as part of acting interested. Um, so I think it's important, especially if we are doing some repair work in a relationship <laughs> that we really make sure that the other person is on board with when that happens and that it can be a sign that you are interested, concerned, connected, all of that if you show patience with them for when they want to actually talk about what happened with you. Um, so that can be a piece of acting interested yeah i feel like it's you're showing interest in the person as a whole like holistically yeah. if yeah. you're interested in whether you know if you give a shit about whether they want to have a discussion right then or not mm -hmm. i guess as a way of thinking at it yeah no that's a that's a really good way to think about it um so yeah any other things you want to add on to acting interested um i mean only i don't know I have had just enough people in my life who are on the autism spectrum yep. that I do want to give a little or shout ADHD out. Yeah. diagnosed yeah. with that. I mean, there could be lots of various things, whether it's a mental health diagnosis or a, you know, a physical medical diagnosis that could 
you know, someone might not look like they're interested in the conventional sense. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my ex and very dear friend Charlie, I always, I always say, trained me poorly for a period of time uh, because he is on the spectrum, and he never gave a shit about if I looked like I was paying attention. Right, that was not an important part of our conversations. Was the acting interested? Uh, so I could get up and leave a room in the middle of him talking to me and he would just get up and follow me and keep talking to me. And I knew he would do that, right? Like, so it wasn't, he he didn't think I was being rude or dismissive or that I didn't care. The conversation just moved around as I did. And it turns out if you do that with other people, a lot of times that doesn't go over well. Ask me how I know. But, um, (laughs) I guess just, uh, if someone otherwise is giving a lot of indications that they're trying to go along with you but they're missing behaving this way maybe be a little bit investigative Mm -hmm. to find out if maybe it's not that they're not interested but that they don't quite know how to show it or can't take some of those actions yeah they may have something going on in their life that you don't know about that's making it hard for them to be fully present with you there could there could be many different things going on and it could be something that you know depending on how comfortable you feel but you can just name that of like, yep. hey, I've noticed that, you know, you seem a little distracted or that you're not really looking at me as I talk. Like, is is everything There's okay? Something is there something yeah. I'm missing? You know, and just see. Um, yep. And this can also be, in a way, just a, a gut feeling type of thing, right? Yeah. I have yep. had people basically do everything correctly. You know, look at me, not at the right times, whatever it is. And I can just tell that mentally they are someplace Checked else. Um, yeah, like they're not really interested. They're just going through the motions. And then I've had other people who, boy, the motions are really off base, but I can tell that they're trying and that they really want to pay attention to what I'm saying. So it may come down to just like, what does your gut tell you? And if your gut is telling you that this person isn't really interested, again, you can name it if you choose to do so. And that might clarify some things, but yeah. See, yeah. weird tangents like this is why we end up talking for so long. This is <laughs> that exactly one was my why we wind up talking for so long. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the yes, V. Yes, we'll move on to the V, which is arguably maybe the most important out of the four. I don't know. Yeah, They're all important. They're all they important. really emphasize this. They do. Yeah, I will say DBT certainly seems to think it's the most important part. Whether we agree or other yes. people agree, I would say that DBT is pretty clear about that. So, uh, the V finally actually stands for just itself which stands for validate right so this is something that is done in multiple different ways i think um, michelle really hit it that a lot of acting interested not all but most of that is going to be non-verbal i would say that validate really i don't know to an extent splits it right there's verbal and non-verbal ways of going about that a lot of the non-verbal stuff actually uh, it sort of harkens directly back to uh the act interested stuff right mm-hmm. this is going to be the i don't know uh mirroring people with your face right so if someone's telling a sad story and you're grinning like a maniac you're probably <laughs> not validating right what they're expressing or sharing with you right if you're looking angry when you're trying when someone's being full right there's ways that you get that your posture or your facial expression uh would be incongruous right with the moment with what this person is trying to share with you um and so you know non non-verbally make sure that your your face and your body are oriented in such a way that you're showing that you're paying attention, right? Like the act interested, but also showing that you are 
truly experiencing sympathy or empathy, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that you're that you're feeling with them, mm-hmm. right? To an extent that you care how they're feeling, even if you're not experiencing the same thing that they are. So that's kind of the the nonverbal part of it. But verbally, right? This is I don't know what's a good way. Well, I'll go into more detail in a moment, but I think generally speaking. If you've ever had that moment of, man, I wish someone would just say blank, (laughs) that's probably a validation that you were looking for. And thinking about what you would want to hear can be a really good starting place for how to validate other people, right? So this can be things like, oh, I can see how hard that is for you, or, you know, I, I, I understand that that must be really difficult, or, right? Or someone is just saying things like, I don't know. I didn't. I did. I. Well, I don't know. I slept four hours last night, and I'm really tired. You could be saying things like, "Oh my gosh, I would hardly be functional in that little sleep. I'm so sorry." Right? Like you're just acknowledging their perspective and their, I don't know, point of view, their experience, and you know exactly like I said, it's validating it. Going, "Yep, I hear your perspective. I hear your experience. I take it as fate's value, and I care about it." Um, so the DBT talks about like sort of different levels of validation that you can give to people. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Like if, if they go think, in order, really? I know, I'm like, I don't really feel like it's levels so much as these are all different ways that yeah, you can do it. Yeah, pick and choose what as many, way you want to validate. Yeah. yeah, and you can combine these and some Whatever might feel more, you know, easily come more easily to you. Some might be more without that blah, blah yeah. right? Sort of pick and choose. So, uh, in no particular order, there you go. <laughs> so one, I think we've already covered this one pretty well. Pay attention. <laughs> yep. Look interested in the other person instead of bored. That's what right? it says. So, so yeah, we talked about yeah, that. No multitasking. <laughs> so, for instance, don't be scrolling on your phone while the person's trying to talk to you. Stuff like that, right? Uh, there are casual enough conversations. You know, we don't need to be perfect in every conversation we ever have. But if there's some emotional weight or there's yeah, some it's really important, <laughs> yeah, like give it, give it your best. Uh, another one is reflect back. So say back what you heard the other person say or do to be sure you understand exactly what they were saying. Uh, so and don't get judgmental with your language or your tone of voice with that. So. I don't know. This could be as simple as four hours of sleep. Really? That's all you got last night? Oh my gosh. Right? That's just, I heard the information that you're giving it, uh, that you gave me, and I'm repeating it back so you know that I heard it. Right? It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, I don't know. I, Michelle, I'm calling myself out here when I was in school, right? In grad school. Oh, man. I certainly had a lot of that. What I hear you saying is. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I've gotten more nuanced about it since then. <laughs> yeah, or just really parroting back. Like, yep. if someone says something like, I had a really hard day today, for you just being like, oh, you had a really hard day. Now, sometimes this can land, right? Because sometimes, yeah. depending on how you say it, the person may really feel heard or that kind of a thing. But it does not have to be that you're just repeating back word for word for yeah. them yep. what, what they just said to you. But... It I think things like, oh, that does sound like a hard day, right? Yeah. Like if someone says, I don't know, that's how I think of it, less parody, because that mm-hmm. always feels awkward to me. Yeah, it does. It does feel awkward. But yeah, the essence of, you know, this reflecting back is basically, yeah, just letting them know that you heard them. <laughs> yep. The By repeating back specific words or phrases yeah. that they used to describe their situation in some mm-hmm. way or another. 
Yep. Uh, the next one I love because it's the exact opposite of, oh, I don't know, 90% of what I tell my clients. I get it in this context, but it's so funny. And I always say, you're not a psychic. No one can read minds, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this particular way of validating, they describe as read minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is more or less just paying attention to things beyond the words that someone is using, which I don't think of as mind reading. I think of that as sort of attunement or being present, right? We're all, all right. We're not all, I was just talking about people on the spectrum, etc. But for a lot of us, it comes somewhat naturally to be able to be sensitive to what someone isn't saying, but they are saying by way of their facial expressions, their body language, you know, maybe you know what's going on around them so they don't even have to say something about it and you know that it's probably difficult uh so that's the kind of thing that you can i don't know check in with so i don't know if i had a colleague who had a new baby and they looked ragged (laughs) one morning i might say something like oh looks like the baby might have kept you up again last night right Mm -hmm. i kind of know their little situation i know what they've been going through and i'm showing that i'm paying enough attention to them to notice that they look like they're, you know, they look a little worse for wear today. Uh, and I think that's the kind of thing that it's really meaning for reading minds, right? If you yeah. ask someone how they're doing and they say they're fine, but their facial expression and their they, tone of voice you can sounds tell they have sad. Tears in their or, eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they sound angry or whatever, right? You're just like, I don't know, it sounds like maybe you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I was just thinking is. of, the I'm fine thing of like, yep. check out the body language and the tone of voice and actually yep. see if it fits because a lot of times it may not. Yeah, yeah, and certainly be willing to be wrong, right? Since yep. this is going on intuition or assumption, technically. Uh, be willing to check it out. So if you're like, oh, it looks like something, 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 you're like, oh, no, I just sneezed and so my eyes are all watery. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, So be willing to let it go if you're wrong or frankly even if the person is telling you you're wrong and you're not still let it go yeah if they don't want to talk about it if they don't want to talk about it don't push it (laughs) let let people have their privacy in that instance uh the next one is understand so basically look for how the other person is feeling or thinking and look for how it makes sense so based on their past experiences or their present situation or their current state of mind uh basically just look for how they make sense. I think that's the best way that I can, I can put it. Uh, you know, I often tell people that it's not what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. And that's kind of the way that I I think of this, right? We are all the inevitable conclusions of everything that has come before this moment. Uh, and so we make sense. We may not know how we make sense, but we do (laughs) as, as a result of what has come before. So look for how stuff is making sense. Maybe on the outset, you might struggle with that or maybe it comes very naturally it depends on how alike you and this other person are or how similar your lived experiences may have been but look for the ways that their current reactions or their state of mind etc makes sense given what's going on Mm -hmm. like try and find that way that you can connect and have understanding for what they're going through trying to put yourself in their shoes more or less Um, even if like you would be feeling totally different like if whatever they're dealing with happened to you if you're like oh well that wouldn't bother me that much but maybe you're able to be like well because i know this about them or you know this is how their personality is or whatever it is i can understand that it would be hard for them so i feel i don't know 
Like, I now feel like I have to call myself out. Because I didn't read these all before I got to well, the end I, of them. I've read, the next I've read one is them before. Very the similar. Same. Yeah, it's they're basically the same. same. I just read it while you were talking. I was like, oh, that's exactly what we just said. Um, so the next one is acknowledge the valid. Look for how the person's feelings, thinking, or actions are valid responses because they fit current facts or are understandable because they are a logical response to current facts. I have something to say about this one. Thank it makes you, it different than understanding. So right, I'm so because, excited. <laughs> okay, good. I hope I hope it's good. Um, so with understanding, right? I think that can just look sometimes like an inner knowing, or that mm. just may show up in how you are with the person. Acknowledging the valid, I view that uh, as like a like verbal action based or yes, verbal based a verbal thing? way okay. to validate. Because if they're sitting there, if you're sitting with someone, and I don't know, let's say they had a bad day at work, and they're saying to you, God, I just, I messed up so bad today. It was horrible. I just, I'll never get this job right. Da, 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 da. You know, let's say they're like kind of berating themselves. Like they're feeling really bad about themselves. And you can maybe say something like, well, you know, you've, it's only your first week. You know, you're, you're still, you're still learning. Um, and that may like try, if you try to kind of bring in Without invalidating them, right? Or without telling them, like, you're wrong for feeling stupid. You shouldn't feel stupid. You know, but to just kind of be like, you're you're doing, you're doing your best. And let's look at the facts of the situation here for why you might be struggling or why you might be having a hard time. I do this all the time with people with grief. Oh, because yeah, people yeah. will have these moments where they're just kind of like, I'm supposed to be over this right now. Or, you know, I'm still crying every day and I don't know why. And I'll just kind of be like, that's how you're processing. <laughs> you know, like your feelings, your reactions, your responses are valid. And try to really convey that. So that's different than just understanding. So like you're sitting there understanding, but that only does so much until you say something. Right. <laughs> but then when you can acknowledge the valid, sometimes it may look like you're, I mean, not really disagreeing with the person because you're showing them that you get it and that they are okay just as they are. But you're really pointing out to them like, well, if you look at it this way, <laughs> how well, you're what, feeling yeah, or what you're doing makes sense. Doing it, or I mean, maybe it is completely valid. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad at my boss because I did this thing. You're like, oh yeah, I'd be mad at my boss too. That seems really reasonable. Yeah, so that would count it as well. Yeah. Uh, And then last but not least, show equality. So be yourself. Don't one up or one down the other person. Treat them as an equal, not as fragile or incompetent. Right. Uh, So even though being gentle and whatever with people, you still don't want to. I don't know, basically talk down to them, treat them yeah, like a child. this isn't giving them a head like and being like, they're yeah. there. That's not right. what give is about. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? And also, well, you think you have it bad. Well, one time I, no, that's not, that's not helpful. Yep. Um, or, oh, that's so much worse than anything I've ever gone through. I couldn't possibly understand, right? That also actually isn't helpful, right? So really trying to just be yourself with that other person treating them like an equal and just still treating them like a i don't know competent rational real human being uh rather than i don't know not <laughs> don't don't be a condescending dick yep. <laughs> About yeah the whole thing yeah don't view um, them as someone to like be rescued or like i don't know well i have to take care of you because you're struggling like that's it's really just about like 
showing them in any of these various ways that you can really see what they're going through. Yeah. And also really conveying to them that, like, again, not that if they... If they ask you for help or... Yeah, that's something else. That's something else. But to also make it clear of, like, yeah, you're going through a lot. And also, like, you know, I want to say, like, I believe in you. That sounds so cheesy. But not like, oh, well, let me take that off your hands. They may yeah, not be asking for that. Yeah, they can't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to assume that they're they're incapable. Um, and you don't... I don't know. This And to an extent, this isn't about your experience. Yep. Right? So bringing in your own worse or not as bad experience kind of turns it around to being about you, which really defeats the purpose of basically all of this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Michelle, I think we're ready for the final letter. Yes. The E, which is, I mean, again, they say use an. It stands for easy manner. So use an easy manner is how DBT puts it. And most people, when we say this in group, are like, what is that? Most of these <laughs> other terms you've heard before, you have an idea of what it means to be gentle or what it means to act interested or what it means to validate. But easy manner typically gets some weird looks because um, I've never heard it outside of DBT. Um, yeah. But easy manner can look like so many things. <laughs> I don't even really know where to start. Easy manner just basically means show up and be yourself. Like be real, be authentic. Because sometimes I think as people are reading through these things where they're like, oh, I need to be gentle and I need to validate. And like, I don't know if that's really me. Like I'm not really a soft, warm fuzzy kind of person like that's a bit of a stretch or this is going to come across as being a natural fear not for those of you out there because you have this <laughs> e for easy manner which is just to be yourself in a way well, in a way i don't know but don't be yourself if you're ornery right like be these other things first and foremost <laughs> that we've talked about so far when you are making an effort to practice this skill and also you can still be you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I'm, saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. soft, but I think I am good at easy manner. Yes, I, Kate, yeah. Kate has a very easy manner. Like, I don't know. Kate, I'm going to say nice things about you. Aww. Are you ready for it? Like, I'm ready. When you laugh, Kate, your laugh is just like so big and boisterous and it's just a joy. Um, and you are naturally pretty funny. Um, and so it's very easy to feel comfortable with you. Right, because easy you. manner, really, the point of it is like to put people at ease. That's yeah, really what I they're think, talking oh, that's, about. That's a better way. I think I like that. I wish they'd do that. They already fuck up the order of letters. They might as well have said put people at ease. ease. Yeah, the <laughs> e for ease. Yeah, that's Why that's not? really what they, they throw mean. words before the letters anyway. That's yeah, yeah, and you probably know at least one person in your life that you can just think of of like I instantly felt comfortable with them. They And it doesn't mean, again, that they were like this, I don't know, because, again, when we hear gentle and blah, 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 it doesn't mean that that person was necessarily quiet or, yeah, quiet you know, or... submissive or anything like that. They could have been like this loud, boisterous person, but you just felt at home with them. That's what we're getting at here. Like a lack of judgment or lack of attitude. Yeah, just like that they were totally open and accepting and you felt like you could have sat down and like shared anything with this person. Um, you know, and again. Oh, I like it. I get it now. If they're them, then you're invited to be you. Yes. 
Totally. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So again, I think sometimes with give, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to sit there and I'm supposed to nod and, you know, make good (laughs) eye contact and I'm supposed to validate and say the nice things and who that may feel kind of stiff and awkward. But this part of it means it does like we don't want it to be. (laughs) We want it to feel comfortable. So to use an easy manner means that like, again, whatever this looks like for you, because it's going to look different for everyone, but it might mean as appropriate that you sprinkle in a little humor, you know, that you kind of lighten the mood (laughs) to some extent or joke a little bit, Um, especially if you have a history or relationship with this person and you kind of know their sense of humor that can help you out um, or you kind of can tell, oh, this is a time where like I need to be serious with them <laughs> or this is a time where even if they're struggling, oh, I can lift them up a little bit. You know, you can kind of gauge it, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, smile, be lighthearted. Um, I love I've never been this person. Maybe someday I will be when I'm older. I don't know. I've never been the type of person to say like, honey, Or I've just, I've never been that type of person, but I love when people are. I just love that. (laughs) I love if like, you know, um, I don't know, some person I don't know is like, all right, thanks, sweetie. I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, I like that. Not everyone does. Some people actually abhor that. (laughs) But I like that. And I remember, Kate, there was a moment when I came to you a couple months ago and I told you that this meant a lot to me. But like I was going through something really big and traumatic and significant in my life a few months ago. And I came to Kate and I told her about it and she just, you just called me sweetheart, which like you never had before, but in that moment, it just fit. Um, So again, you can kind of try to trust your gut here. Try to trust what you know of the person if you know stuff about them. Um, But this is showing up really authentically Mm -hmm. to just like, you know, just be you making sure that like Kate mentioned really well with validation, the focus is staying on the other person. You're not showing up as yourself to steal the show or anything like that, but you're showing up for them with kindness and compassion. And also you can put your own spin on that a little bit when we're talking yeah. about easy manner. And I like this cause it's definitely like you're talking about, like if you know the other person's humor or whatever, this is going to look different whether you're doing this with someone you just met yep, or someone that you have. Like I think of sometimes easy, ma- easy manner can be like a great place for inside jokes Yep, or, you know, like past history. I don't know, Michelle, <laughs> this probably won't surprise you at all, but uh, a, a running joke I have with lots of my clients is that, well, not a joke. I've, I've seen it happen. Anyway, the therapists high five each other over how many people we've made cry in a day. Right. <laughs> and that like, I've obviously failed as a therapist if I don't make anyone cry in a day. So I have several clients that like when they get like when they're crying at some point, they'll be like, no, oh, I gave you your one for today. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you were my last chance. If I didn't get you to cry, I was fucked for today. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like this running joke between us. They can lighten the moment. Like, in really heavy moments, right? They're like really mm-hmm. crying and going through it, and then they'll like chuckle and be like, ah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You can tally that on your board for the day. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I don't know, right? They, so, past history, if I was just like, yeah, I made you cry for a session with someone, that probably wouldn't, you know, land well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Timing is very important with when and how to 
use easy manner. Um, (laughs) But I mean, again, the most important thing that I view about give as a whole is that when you're showing up for this other person, when you're really trying to be there for them to provide support, if they're going through something really difficult, you're getting to know them, you know, you need to make amends, whatever it is, like above all, it's most important to show up and really be you. Again, not necessarily the completely unfiltered (laughs) asshole side of you, which we probably all have somewhere, (laughs) even if it doesn't come out very much, not to necessarily show up unfiltered, but to show this person, you know, that you're not going to just be stiff and awkward and uncomfortable with them yeah, that you you're can't, you can't really build a relationship you. you can't build a relationship based on not you right? exactly so if yeah. you want to build a real relationship you don't want to just go through the motions <laughs> yeah um so sense. easy manner is what that piece is all about um so like we said at the beginning these all really merge together um yeah. when you're interacting with someone in this way you're probably going to be doing a bunch of these all at once. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Oh, what? You can go to the next part. To the next part. I can go to the next part. I know what the next part is. (laughs) So uh, I won't spend too much time here, but I did want to just give a nod to the fact that this can, all of these same skills really can be used not just in relationship with other people, but in relationship with ourselves. I mean, it's a, it's good advice to not be a dick to other people, but I think, I don't know, one of the most common things I say in my whole practice is don't be a dick to yourself because if I could, I don't know, wave a magic wand and make everybody stop doing that, I think most of the world's problems would be fixed instantaneously. So, uh, right. Be, especially when you've fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not fucking up is not an option just for everyone out there. Uh, we all do. As long as you're human and still breathing, you're going to make more mistakes. I promise. So how do we respond to ourselves when that happens? I think that give can be a nice kind of, I don't know, scaffolding on which to build our response to ourselves, to be gentle with ourselves, to be, I don't know, the interested bit is a little bit weird, but I don't know, not dismissive. Like, what reasons did we have? How did we get there? What is our story? What led us to making that choice, right? To to actually be interested in, yeah, what led up to that moment rather than just being dismissive of ourselves. To validate our feelings, our reactions, our fears, you know, whatever is going on in that moment. And to be, yeah, to be ourselves and be easy with ourselves. Um, you know, I think give can be, a, I don't know, a checklist for self-compassion in a way right a a way to to name what self-compassion maybe could look like so uh while this is obviously i mean this is interpersonal effectiveness module right we're mostly talking about interacting with other human beings i just wanted to give a little bit of a nod to the fact that this can be used with ourselves too yep yeah definitely and the other thing that i thought about while you were talking there is that i really hope I sincerely hope that each and every one of you listening to this has someone in your life who, you know, does give with you. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I hope you have someone that when you're having a really horrible day, 
you can go to them and you can talk about it and they're going to be gentle and act interested and validate you and have an easy manner as you're sharing with them. I hope for that. And I'm also aware that it's quite possible you may not have anybody currently in your life who interacts with you in this way. You know, maybe it's that you moved recently, you're starting over fresh, you don't have your support system around you anymore like you once did. Maybe you grew up in a family where this is completely foreign. Um, I mean, there could be any number of reasons where you might be sitting here being like, you know, I, I can and I will try this and maybe I do do some of this already with people in my life, but I don't get this in return. Yeah. Um, and if you're thinking that to yourself, I cannot urge you enough to do what Kate was just talking about of make sure you're giving it to yourself, <laughs> catching yeah. yourself talk when it's going off track <laughs> and getting, you know, kind of negative. And when you're piling on the shame, notice that. And also, if you're not already in therapy, please get into therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, figure out, yes, there can be lots of barriers to therapy, whether it's financial or geographical or whatever, whatever it is, there can be barriers. Um, and also, I don't know, maybe I'll post about it in the Facebook group for this of like <laughs> where to start <laughs> if oh, nothing yeah. else, because there are resources out there to help with overcoming those barriers. And I have a number of clients where, you know, they've basically told me I'm the only person in their life who really interacts with them in this kind of give sort of way. Um, but it's incredibly healing to have someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, a therapist, a significant other, whoever it is, who will be this way with you when you really need it. It's important. So if nothing else, try to find a therapist who can fill this role for you. It's really important for our well-being. Yes. True story. Yeah. Oh, I just okay, talked okay. a lot. Um, we did. We did. <laughs> we make every real life. This is going to be a short one. It's never a short one. It's never a short one. Uh, but we're almost there at the end. Um, <laughs> before Kate's awesome, awesome closing moment. One of my favorites. Um, so in terms of homework, uh, like last week with Dime Game, I was like, hey, you know, maybe there's something in your life where you can use Dime Game. Maybe not, you know, try it if you can. Not so with give. <laughs> and yes, we are living in a time of a pandemic. Maybe you are not socializing as much as you're used to. Maybe you're not leaving your house as much as you typically would. Doesn't matter. You can do this over the phone with someone. You can do this virtually. You can do this with your cashier at the grocery store. You can do this Anytime, with yeah, with yourself. You can do this nearly <laughs> anytime or anywhere where you are interacting with another person in some way, shape, or form, and you decide that you want to really see how this feels to treat them in this way. Um, there are opportunities for give regularly. So yes. I can nearly guarantee that you can find an opportunity to use this with another person or to try it out for yourself sometime this week. So do that. Um, and kind of similar to like we talked about with Dear Man of the appearing confident stuff, how you might need to practice that. If you want to practice it, you can practice acting interested. <laughs> Sit in front of your mirror 
practice <laughs> how to have, you know, open body language, you know, <laughs> eye contact, you can do it. People might think you're crazy. So what what they think? Uh, doesn't matter. You can practice that if you are aware for yourself that your body language may sometimes give a different message than you mean for it to for various reasons, like we talked about earlier. Um, there can be all sorts of ways to practice this, but I can guarantee there will be ways to try it out this week. So do that. Um, and we also wanted to give shout outs to some of our Patreon folks. Um, so today we are shouting out Ethan, Clara, and Matthew. Thank you Woo! for being loyal patrons. Um, you guys are the best. So we really appreciate that. And if you want to become a patron on our Patreon, that's a lot of peace as well, um, you can go to patreon.com slash dbtandme. As a reminder, if you choose to contribute at the $5 a month level, you're going to get a free dbt journal workbook thing that we've developed. So we're going to email that to you if you sign up at that level. Um, but no matter what, you'll get a shout out just for donating anything. We really appreciate it. Um, so do that. Check out the merch on our Etsy page um, at Etsy.com and search for DBT and me. And also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and send us an email. Uh, DBT and me podcast at gmail.com. If you're getting stuck, have questions, have things to celebrate, anything at all. We love hearing from you guys. We do. Okay. It's awesome. I think I touched on everything. I think you did. Okay, cool. Alrighty then, time for the closing moment. One of the few that I actually borrow a bit of transcripting from because I don't know why, I just can't memorize it, whatever. Anyway, as always, just start by getting into a comfortable position. This could be sitting, standing, laying down, even walking if that's what feels best to you today. Just tune into your body and get it as comfortable as you can and if you feel safe and comfortable doing so, go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to begin just by tuning into our breathing. Don't have to breathe any more deeply or any more slowly than you do naturally. It's just about tuning into our natural rhythm. Focusing in on our breath as it enters and exits our body. I'm really letting this natural rhythm, this natural process, help to invite us into our bodies and into the present moment. Now to begin with, I'd like you to start by picturing a being from whom you feel complete and total love. This could be a person or a pet or an animal of some sort. This could be someone or something alive or someone that's already passed. I just want you to bring to mind someone that makes you feel loved, accepted, someone from whom you feel warmth and adoration. And really take a moment to really bring that person into your mind's eye and also to feel that love coming from that person. Feel the well wishes coming to you from that being. 
you might find that it helps to get in touch with that to put a hand on your chest as you really try to bask in the love and kindness coming to you from this person. And as you're feeling that warmth enter you, I want you to go ahead and repeat after me in your own mind. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be held in loving kindness. May I feel connected and calm. May I accept myself just as I am. May I be happy. And may I know the natural joy of being alive. One more time for yourself. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be held in loving kindness. May I feel connected and calm. May I accept myself just as I am. May I be happy. And may I know the natural joy of being alive. And now I'd like you to expand that circle of loving kindness coming to you from this love and being, from you to yourself. And now I want you to bring to mind someone else, some other being that is dear to you. Someone you care about, someone you feel supportive of. While you hold them in your head and in your heart, as you feel your appreciation for that someone in your mind to say to them may you be filled with loving kindness may you be held in loving kindness may you feel my love now may you accept yourself just as you are may you feel happy and may you know the natural joy of being alive. And take a moment to really bask in feeling that connection and really sending that sense of love and kindness and appreciation out to this person that you care so much about. Now I'd like you to bring to mind someone who's more or less neutral in your life. This might be someone that you see somewhat regularly but don't know very well, like a neighbor or someone at the grocery store or your local barista. Bring this person to mind and again, repeat these words of loving kindness. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be held in loving kindness. May you feel my love for you now. May you accept yourself just as you are. May you be happy. May you know the natural joy of being alive. Continuing to feel that influx of loving kindness from the being that you first brought to mind and feeling the ever increasing flow of loving kindness from yourself out into the world I'd like you to now, if you can, 
bring to mind someone with whom you've had a difficult relationship. Someone with whom you might have struggled in the past. And once again, remembering that they, like you, have all of these same pains and anxieties and difficulties in life. Try to extend to them, again, these words of loving kindness. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be held in loving kindness. May you feel my love for you now. May you accept yourself just as you are. May you be happy. And may you know the natural joy of being alive. And now, if possible, try to allow your awareness and your sense of well wishes to expand out into all directions. No longer just with yourself and someone you love, the person who's neutral and the difficult person, but outward to all beings, humans and animals everywhere across our world whether they are living in abundance or poverty, in war or peace, whatever joys and sorrows they are experiencing. And think, may all beings be filled with loving kindness. May all beings be happy. May all beings awaken and be free. And may all beings know the natural joy of being alive. And take this moment to feel that sense of acceptance, of love, and of well-wishing flowing into and out of you, to the whole world, and from the whole world. And really bask for a moment in that sense of interconnectedness, that sense of your place in this wide web of humanity and other beings sharing the planet with us. When you feel ready, I invite you to take two or three slow deep breaths as you let go and release that loving kindness out into the world around you and begin to come back into your body, into your own being, into this space and this time. Taking your breaths and also moving your body however you need to. Stretching as you feel necessary and as feels good for your body. And whenever you feel ready, you can go ahead and open your eyes. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, everyone. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.